Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, 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 it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I am back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. What's going on? How you been doing? Me, I've been, have I been busy? Busy is relative for me. Um, In my mind, I don't feel busy. In my mind, looking at my schedule, I don't. It doesn't look like I've been busy, but for some reason, I feel like I've been busy. Um, so yeah, lots of good things going on behind the scenes at the MSW Coach. Um, most definitely still prioritizing rest. That is key, but um, lots of good things. So for those who are new to my podcast, let me give you a brief introduction of who I am before I start talking about all other things. First, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Marthea Pitts. I'm known on the social work streets as the MSW coach. I'm a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor and macro social worker. As as of right now, I've helped 122 social workers make the pivot from case management to macro social work. Um, and basically what macro social work is, is work where social workers work in non-traditional settings, organi- organization types and industries to do large scale change making work. So how, how I can explain that in a very broken down way is If you see an issue in your frontline case management job, there are national or global efforts somewhere in the world working to fix that problem. And so I help social workers get into those spaces to, one, change their lives personally in their families' lives, as well as making moving the needle closer to progress for the population or issue that they love most. So I have helped social workers three to four times plus their social work salaries move into a space where they are now thriving in their careers rather than surviving, working more than one job, multiple jobs, as we know sometimes is the narrative for social workers, while at the same time changing their families' lives by having more time off, um, more comprehensive benefits to support themselves and their families. Uh, and changing the world at the same time. So if you are interested in learning more about my work, feel free to click down in the episode notes and visit macroandpaid.com. Okay, so we got all the housekeeping out of the way. <laughs> I cannot wait to tell you all what I what we've been working on at the MSW Coach. So get your pen, paper, note-taking device, update your, to update your planners because next week is going to be a good week next week i'm leaning in next week is going to be a good week and and i have lots more of surprises planned for you all hmm. 
So the first thing that I want you all to attend, if you can, and if you can't, figure it out now. You have seven days, six days by the time I release this episode, six days to make it happen. Next Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, from 4 p.m. to about 4.30, no later than 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am going live on my Instagram to talk with an expert. Before I introduce this expert, I want to I wanna set the context. You all know I love to explain the why behind things. I can't just start talking about something and not giving all of the pieces to the puzzle. So what I've been noticing, and so I've been working with social workers formerly under the MSW coach umbrella for the past three years, since 2020, early 2020, but I've worked with social workers as far as their career development for many years before coming onto the social work scene, meaning all of my friends, all of my coworkers, I helped, I've, I helped them pivot to macro spaces well before I created the MSW Coach brand. And so I told the story in my, I, I don't know if it was specifically in the episode, I think it was about like my journey into social work, into macro social work, but I also have told it several times before but I'm gonna say it again. So if you've heard it before, just you know, just ride with us for a moment. Um, the reason my services focuses on case managers is a reason, right? I didn't just jump out of the gate and say, hey, case managers and not, let's say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, any other subset of social workers that don't identify as case managers. I, I name case management specifically one because I am a non-clinical social worker, but I work with clinical social workers, but also because in my case management job, my one of two case management jobs, I had a really, really good friend. She started off as my colleague, but she became a really, really good friend. Really more of the line, she became like a big sister, right? And um, she is like the sweetest person I know. Well, probably along with a few other people that I've encountered in my lifetime, but she's one of the sweetest people. And I'm taking you back to 20... 14, 2013, around that time when I linked up with her, because I was working in case management while working on my MSW degree. And it took me four years to complete my MSW degree program because I was part-time and I took two classes a semester, right? So I got my first case management job, I think almost like a year or a semester or two before I formally started my MSW degree program. And so I met this person in that job. And she is the most sweetest, kindest person that I had known. And I always say, like we hear oftentimes, people come into your life for a reason in a season. And she came into my life at a time when I needed that the most, right? 
Now, I want to also say that she's just naturally that person. And she's not a social worker by profession, but she gives her life to service, personally and professionally. So she was working at the job well before I got there. This is my workforce development career counseling job. And she was that case manager who would like go to the corner store and buy her participants what they needed and brought it back to the job because she knew they were coming in for their appointment. She was that case manager who would give people rides if they needed it, not even to do anything related to the program that we worked in. She was that person who gave all of her, her participants her personal phone number and say, call me anytime that you need it. And when they would call, it would probably be like two, three. I, I never heard her tell stories about early morning calls, but it would be on the weekends or late at night. And it would be about a thing, a struggle that they were going through at the moment, right? And again, we didn't perform clinical services. So anytime our participants had something going on it was a life situation, because as we know, life gets real, right? So that may look like my light bill is due in two hours. They're gonna be out here to cut it off. I can't pay it. It may look like I'm going through something with my child at the school and I don't know how to handle it or I don't have enough money for X, Y, Z, right? Real life situations. So she was that person. And I remember when I first met her, um, just being so intrigued with how she was able to manage her own life while giving so much access to her, to her, to other people, because she didn't do it just with her participants. She did it with her children, which you're supposed to do, right? But she had also had super adult children. Um, she did it with her children, which we're supposed to do. Let me be clear. Let me back up. But it was a little different, right? We've always seen parents like that. Where it's a little different where it's a little different. I'm just leaving it at that. She did it with her children. She's a great mom, a wonder, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful mama. Um, with her children, with her friends, with other coworkers, with just other people in her life. Even people that she didn't know, people that like people that she didn't even like talk to on a regular basis. It could be somebody that she knew from her hometown 15 years ago. She's going to bend over backwards for them, even though she just reunited, reunited with them five minutes ago. She's going to give them her absolute last. I realized that was her love language. But what I later learned because Marthea being Marthea, right? Because on the outside, people are always happy to take from you. They're happy, right? Because they're benefiting. So people are just taking and requesting of her and just taking and taking and taking. And Marthea being Marthea, I began to ask questions about, like, why you do that? <laughs> like, when you off, you're off, right? I used to ask that. And I talk very differently to my friends. I try to let you all see a little bit of it, but I don't, like, really give you full-blown act like Marthea. I, I just don't think y'all. <laughs> I don't think y'all ready for that. Like, I'm a very straightforward person. So I was just like, why? Why do you do that? 
And and then it became more of a question. And she was just like, oh, you know, because I enjoy it. And I just like doing it. And I just like to help people. And so as time went along, my then my questions then became, how do you do it? Like, how do you maintain it? How do you keep after me observing like, okay, now we're months into this thing and she hasn't slowed down yet. Now we're a year into it and she's still maintaining the same behavior. Now we're, you know, and it really was around the time that she had a serious situation going on in her personal life. And she still was trying to maintain that same momentum, that same presence in other people's lives. And I used to talk to her every day at my cubicle because she would come over and visit me. And I was just like, you need to stop that. <laughs> like, you just, you need to slow down. You need to focus on you because she had a lot of things going on. So what I started to learn over time was she wasn't maintaining it. Yeah, she enjoyed doing it, but the, main, the maintenance of it was causing her extreme harm in every aspect of your life, like, in every aspect, I'm not going to name, right? Because, and I'm telling you all this, and I've shared this story before with her and like my thoughts of it then. Um, and I told her that I use it as like a learning lesson of like, it's okay to give it to, of yourself, but you also got to have some type of like, balance right and now looking back at it because we weren't in a tradition I don't know I don't I had heard the word burnout but honestly and I'm gonna be very honest right now I'm gonna be extremely honest I don't think I ever heard the word burnout being used in relation to relationship to people that look like me I heard the term back then, but I don't think I really understood what it was, right? Um, and now, years later, now right, actually right in this moment, am I saying what she was experiencing back then was burnout? She was beyond burnt out. Beyond. Like, I, when I heard burnout, I thought it was only, like, attributed to clinical people, clinical social workers or people that do like therapy. I didn't know it could be a relationship to anybody that does like work with the public. <laughs> you can over, you can burn yourself out. And so it was with my friend because I actually saw her, and I said this before, I saw the version of her that I fell in love with just like disappear because she had given everything she had given everything that she had and everything that she didn't have to the people around her. And instead of people, even in her most hardest times, instead of people pausing their request of her because they had got so used to just taking, taking from her, they, they didn't show her any sympathy when she was sick. Right. They didn't they didn't have any understanding of the fact that she was no longer that person that could do one hundred and one hundred and one things. 
and make it always happy. She couldn't do that anymore. And so I remember being at a point where I, even though she didn't ask me, and we actually fell out a time or two because at the core of her, she still is that person, right? She still wants to overgive of herself. I had to step in. I'm just like, you're not doing that. You ain't doing it. Tell them no. You're not going to do it. You're going to go home and take care of yourself. And I remember one time, and I don't know if you all know this, I could care less if somebody get mad at me, especially when I know what I'm saying is in the benefit of them. So, you know, she got mad. I I took it as what it was, but hey, you're not doing it, right? You need to take care of you. So I say that to say that many, somebody, I don't know who, may know someone, you may personally be going through this space in your career where you just give until you don't have nothing else. You don't have any energy. You don't have any physical things to give. You don't even have a word for anyone because you are just so depleted. And so it wasn't until a few months ago when I really looked up the definition of burnout that I understand what it was. And I still have a lot of questions. Right, because I want to know, because you, you are, if you follow, listen to my podcast, you know that I, I like to know, like, what is that really like? We have our academics, the theories, and all of the things, and what that looks like in higher ed. But what does that look like in the real world? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what, how does that manifest? How do, how does that look for people in the world? Right, the real world, tangible examples, and then over and beyond that, how do we prevent it? And how do we overcome it? So the other morning, I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this outstanding person. Uh, her name is Michelle and she is actually an LCSW and she is on Instagram at the Michelle. And so Michelle has a whole platform. She's an expert on burnout recovery and self-care. And so she's a well-being strategist. So I messaged Michelle, I, I know it had to be like six, seven in the morning as I was scrolling. And um, it probably even was earlier. And I was like, hey, how are you? I love your platform. I would love to have you on to talk about burnout and what that looks like. And so Michelle has agreed to come to, to, to help me engage in this conversation and educate the masses in two different ways. So on Tuesday of next week, now let's get back to the calendar and marking your calendar. Tuesday of next week, which is April 25th, from 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., we're going to be live on my Instagram page, the underscore MSW coach. We're going to talk about burnout, what that looks like, how to overcome it, and ways to prevent it, and anything else that Michelle wants to throw our way in those 30 minutes. And in addition to that, Michelle and I are going to do a much longer conversation um, in a podcast episode. But I really want you to mark your calendars for Tuesday and bring your questions, right? No question is too small or too big, honestly, because, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, 
many of us walk around pretending like we know what something means when we really don't know. All right. And like I always say, I don't have a problem with asking a question. So I'm going to be there to ask the questions. But if you have a question, come drop your question in the chat box. It's going to be at 4 p.m. on the East Coast. Clear your calendar. Mark it as professional development for that last hour of the day and come join us on Instagram. It's going to be a great conversation, a needed conversation. And I really want you all to be a part of it. And then the, five, the next Thursday, the Thursday after that Tuesday, which is April 27th, from 6 to 8 p.m., I'm having a free live workshop on Zoom. You are free to attend. Your, your, your friends are free to attend. <laughs> a friend of a friend can come. And I'm going to be talking about, well, the topic of the workshop is micro social work versus macro social work. What is the difference? Because another thing that I've learned in the last three years is that many social workers don't know what macro is, which is completely understandable because macro is not well defined. So I'm going to break down what macro social work is, what micro is, but more so not from a, not from anything that you read in the textbook in relation to the world of work. What is micro social work? What is macro? Because I really want you all to have the foundational information you need to begin the process of making well-informed career decisions and choices. So I told you a few episodes back, I was going to really be breaking down stuff because I want you all to have what you need to make well-informed career decisions. And that starts first with understanding which, what each one of those areas of practice is and what it looks like in the workforce, right? So you can then know how to make good choices as far as what you want to do for work rather than just taking what is available. So Tuesday next week, let me repeat those dates. Tuesday next week, April 25th, 2023, on my Instagram page, the underscore MSW coach. The link is down in the show notes. From 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., I'm going live with Michelle from DG Michelle on Instagram to talk about burnouts, what it is, what it looks like, how to overcome it. And I really asked her to come on because I, of course, you know, the queen of workforce stuff. I want to talk about it from, I want to address this topic in relation to relationships to how burnout affects your ability to even engage in job searching, career planning efforts. Because many of you, you listen to me, right? But you don't do anything that I say do because you are so burnt out from your current job. So I'm like, hey, what do I need to do to help my people get prepared to move in the space of being proactive in their careers, right? And so what I identified is I know you all need ways to overcome the burnout because you are being abused, neglected, overworked, undervalued, underpaid, all of the things in your case management job. How can we work to get you where you need to be in your current employment position to even begin conversations about careers and what's next and what you need to do to get the job that you really want. Because many of you cannot, many of you are in the valley right now. 
And we need to give you something to move you a little bit closer out of the woods. All right, so we're gonna do that on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, April 27th from 6 to 8 p.m., I'm having a free live workshop. Micro social work versus macro social work. What is the difference? And this is in relationship to jobs and the workforce. You've never heard what I'm going to teach you. So sign up and come. The link is down in the show notes. It's free. It's two hours. It's free. It's two hours. Click the link down in the show notes, macroandpaid.com and register to attend. It's going to be a live workshop. Right. I also have more exciting announcements coming. So make certain that you are on macroandpaid.com and you have my free e-course. So that way you can be on my on my newsletter list to get updates about all of the things that I have planned over the next two months. It's going to be big. It's going to be major. You're going to see me in a whole different way. I told y'all I'm no longer playing small. So because I'm no longer playing small, that means that you can no longer play small. I'm going big. So hold on to your seat, grab your pearls, do whatever you need to do. It's time. It's time for us to move forward and get everything that is owed to us. So I'm going to leave it there. I really wanted to come on and give you some updates. I'm excited about what is to come for the MSW coach. And I guess that can be like the message of this conversation. No more playing small. No more playing small. The world is waiting on you. It's time. It's time. You don't need any more volunteer experience. You don't need another like part-time job to get another, get some more experience in the thing. You have what you need in your hands. It's time to create a game plan, a career plan and strategize to get to the place where you want to be. So have a wonderful day. I'm going to work out. I did a whole story yesterday on my Instagram page about the fact that I ended up in the 6 p.m. class with my personal trainer, and I forgot that he works people in his morning and afternoon and evening class like warriors. I normally go to the midday class. And it was a lot. And then I woke up this morning. I was like, I feel great. I want to go back to the evening class, even though I'm I'm always the last one, which is which is okay. I'm not in the race with nobody. So they running laps around me. I'm usually coming in 30 seconds behind them, but I finish my lap. Right. That's another lesson for today. Many of you are in competition with other people. Be in competition with yourself. So instead of 30 seconds behind today, my goal today is to. Be no slower than 10 seconds behind the pack. <laughs> but really, truly, this is the year to stop playing small, to show up for yourself. And I'm showing up for me. I'm showing up for me. So click the link down in the show notes. Make certain that you come to the live next Tuesday. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then make certain that you click the link down in the show notes and sign up for my free workshop so you can be a part of that next Thursday. Happy macro career planning. Bye.